All right. So today, I thought we would just take a quick comparative look at maths, astrology, and developmental psychology. Now, at first glance, these three areas of human knowledge or facts of <laughs> human life by whatever means you want to categorize them, <laughs> which is actually the point we're trying to get to. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. At first glance, these three things seem to be in opposition to each other. They seem to be from vastly different walks of life, right? Maths, astrology, and developmental psychology. Maths is basically numbers, equations, and science. Astrology is basically stories about the stars. And developmental psychology is basically, well, asking questions to control groups and then collating that data and organizing it into a hierarchy or levels or a sequence. Now, that being said, you can't actually really say for certain what is the propellant of human existence. You can't really say what it is that a human is doing and why. In its most fundamental sense, because take this for an image. The aliens come down and they study a, or they look at, a university lecture. And what they see when they look into the university lecture hall is one human standing up the front, making sounds with their mouth, and there's 150 students that are all quiet and listening along and taking notes. Now, in the case of maths, we have that in the university. In the case of developmental psychology, we also have that in the university. In the case of astrology, doesn't really happen. You don't really have a big hall in the same way. But essentially, that is what happens with astrology as well. Someone moves their mouth while other people look along. Now, here's another example of where these things <clears throat> sound exactly the same to the aliens. Someone goes to study these things and it's a one-on-one -on -one basis, right? So one human is walking along and then the other human meets another human and then they make some noise with their mouth and then the other one makes some noise with their mouth and then they sort of keep making noises with their mouths and then they continue like that and then they go off together and they do something and they make notes and they continue to do that. Now, in the case of the mathematician, the astrologer, and the developmental psychologist, well, they're all doing that. If they are open to learning the ways of each of these crafts, if we want to call them crafts, let's just call them things at this stage, then that's all that's really happening. So you could, by that argument, say that, well... Human knowledge is there for human connection. It is there for a relational 
function fundamentally. Because, of course, if an astrologer (laughs) meets the mathematician, they're going to come along and they're going to make noises with their mouths and then eventually they're going to have, you know, a disagreement and then go their ways. They're going to go their separate ways. Because to say, so to say that these things are for human relation is not to say that, well, they are for propelling better human relations. They are for understanding better each other and connecting more deeply. And it is my experience that, well, sometimes I've met people and you start talking to them and uh, this is... this. This happened with a friend of mine. They sort of, you know, were getting a haircut and they were just sitting there and they sort of brought up astrology for some reason and then they really started talking and it was a real conversation starter and it really opened up, you know, a lot of their feelings and a lot of their personal life and it turned into quite a deep conversation. So by that degree, well, that means that Astrology is a way of human connection. And it's the same if you are into maths, right? You can be like a hobby maths lover. When you go to class and you learn something from someone, then you have the friend sitting next to you in the lecture and you say, oh, well, we can work on this together. And you start talking or you meet someone. And <laughs> I mean, there are there are things in life where as a hobbyist, as soon as you know someone is that thing, then you have a vast understanding together, right? (laughs) You have a sense of community even, a sense of connection even, because you know that that person is partial or aware of a certain idea or discipline or realm of human knowledge. And it's all of a sudden like, wow, we could be best friends. I just know we're going to be best friends, right? Because I know we we are both into maths. Now, that's very different to the developmental psychologist, which might have that same thing in a different way, which is that the developmental psychologist can analyze you and speak to your level and see what it is that makes you tick and actually get inside you covertly, right? They sort of get into you as a kind of friendship in a totally different way. It's not camaraderie that is driving the (laughs) developmental psychologist. And what's the big idea here? What is really going on? Because I really feel, it's really my sense that maths, astrology, and developmental psychology have to be equated with each other. They have to be resolved if it is efficient to really poise them as problems unto themselves or in contradiction to themselves. It might be better to just say, well, we need to enfold all of them because we're in the age where these disciplines and these experiences and these forms of knowledge really do exist in an undeniable way. And to say, well, maths is dead or maths is bland or maths is too analytical, well, that's to devalue it and to say, well, astrology is just hocus pocus. It is just made up. It is just airy-fairy speculation. Well, that's to devalue it. And of course, no one would argue with developmental psychology because that's just brilliant. (laughs) 
I'm I'm very much biased towards developmental psychology because that is more my expertise, right? I don't know anything about maths or astrology. I do know about developmental psychology. And I will mention here actually that I have a course on developmental psychology. So that's 20 hours. We go through a number of different systems, personality, values, beliefs, perception, awareness, and that's very important. So you can enroll in that. There'll be a link somewhere in this description. But whether you are professional or not, or hobbyist or not, these things must be enfolded into your experience. These things have a way of making things more important, more valuable, more open. Like if you meet someone who is into astrology, would you be able to have that as, wow, something that opens up your relationship? If you meet someone who is into maths, would you be able to, ah, wow, open that up and have that as a kind of camaraderie? And really, we discover here that the foundational assumption is human connection. You really only ever want to connect with someone. You want to understand someone. And perhaps parallel to that or equal to that is learning. You actually want to learn. You want to discover something new. And not only that, but you want that discovering to be something positive. That brings you more skill, more awareness, more vibrancy in life. Something that leaves you feeling grateful that you learnt it. If not a little bit smug, right? (laughs) You can get a little bit smug about these things. The psychologist can be smug about, oh, well, I really understand people. And the mathematician can, well, I really am brilliant. No one else can do the intellect that I have. Very few can. And I don't know how... I don't know how prone astrologers are to smugness. Maybe that's another thing that will be a difference. Because, of course, right, as we always do compare these things... Every time we do, we find these little things that are differences between them. And that's very important. We can't lose that. I'm not to say that we equate all of these things as, oh, well, it's all the same. That would be a reductionistic approach to this. I'm not a reductionist. We still very much have to maintain the uniqueness and idiosyncrasies of each of these forms of human knowledge. But in that is the exact comparison. How are these things different? How are they the same? And when you have that approach, well, conflict actually turns into something very different. Conflict is actually discovery. Conflict is actually a kind of propellant towards a new understanding. which is very different to belittling something, to turning something down, to attacking something, 
in the realm of ideas, in the world of ideas. Because these things do come under attack. Maths does come under attack. Astrology does come under attack. Well, it's probably one of the more fringe sort of forms, isn't it? Generally speaking, we're mostly accepting of science and maths in our current culture and our current climate. And it hasn't always been the case. And it will not always be the case. And really, to say these broad things about how these things sit within the current collective is irrelevant. Because it matters, how does it sit with you? How does it fit with you? Like, how easy it is for maths, astrology, and developmental psychology to be seen as things that are connected and still with their differences is only a matter of your belief. It's your composition that is defining the differences and same connections between these things. Right? Because there's a degree happening right now. As I say, maths, something comes to mind for you. And then I put the next word along, astrology, something comes to mind for you. And then the next thing comes along, the next word, developmental psychology. And that thing comes along for you. And these three experiences, maths, astrology, developmental psychology, they are happening in you. The words are triggering. And that experience, that sense, the phenomenon in the idea space, is, is either, it's either resonating and it's working and it's clicking, or something is happening where you think, no, 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 that's not working. That's not how it is. You can't equate these things. You can't compare these things. They're not on the same level. But the whole experience is because of your composition. It's your ability to hold different worldviews or paradigms that are vastly different in the same space that is defining your experience of the, the idea space. And for me, it's very simple. It's very easy. This is, this is no problem at all. I can see that in many ways that the actual culminating factor, the common factor between all these things is poetry. And that's an easy way to get to a common understanding between these things because maths does turn into poetry. If you really go deep into maths, you sense its mysticism, its aura, its magic, its otherworldliness. It's something that is up there and even nebulous. And if you see astrology as poetry, then you can listen more open-mindedly. You can see it as, well... Somehow it resonates, but I don't know how. And you let go of the analysis. You let go of the skeptical mind. And if you see developmental psychology 
as poetry, then you're no longer asking, oh, well, what is your control group? What are your variables? Where's your peer-reviewed paper? What was your thesis? What was your result? How are you collating the data? How do you really prove it? How do you really know? Right? You let go of that. And you see that, yes, things can be refuted and refined, but also you can appreciate that a psychologist has created something unique. Each psychologist created something unique. And it was unique to the time and the place that they came up with it under the circumstances that they lived. From Freud to Jung to Eric Byrne to Rogers to Husserl. How many do we need to name? They're all unique. Gene Gebser. Ken Wilber, Schrodinger, Nietzsche. I mean, we're getting into philosophy right now, but that can be the same thing, right? (laughs) So that's a little bit about maths, astrology, and developmental psychology. And this example is just incidental to today's conversation. We will make different comparisons in the future at a later date. So thanks very much for tuning in. Go ahead and enroll in my developmental psychology course. You can do that today. So thanks very much and we'll be back soon with more.